Hello, mamas, and welcome to Bump to Mum, a podcast that has been created by me, Emma Coxhead, after the birth of my son, Louis. I realized that there was so much to learn, and it's hard to know where to start. Comfort came from me to speaking with other mothers and parents, and this is where Bump to Mum was born. Bump to Mum is a platform to share conversations we have with other parents, learn from experts in their field, ask questions, find answers, share experiences, and laugh and cry along the way as we try to navigate the maze of which is motherhood. Hello and welcome to the last episode for the year. Can't believe it is December and not even like the first few days of December, like we are into December now. It's feeling very Christmassy sort of summery vibes there's been some questionable weather of late but I feel like I can kind of see the end of year in sight and it's getting very very exciting um this episode like I said last one for the year and I spoke to the lovely Di from Mama's Meals Instagram account um Di specializes in baby and infant nutrition she offers one-on-one consults she has a starting solids guide she specializes in anything from you know what do I feed my child meal planning to eczema and food sensitivity so she's really a fountain of knowledge in this space I found her account so useful because she shares a lot of what her two kids eat for breakfast snacks lunches and family meals and I have found that really helpful to you know when it's like what am I going to feed Louie like what are some meals that can cook for the family that he'll also enjoy so um was super excited to chat today and we talk everything from what inspired her to starting the mama's meals account what it looked like in its early days and what you know helped her make the decision to leave her career and channel her energy into mama's meals and make this her job um so we talk through everything from starting solids tricky mealtime behaviors how to approach mealtimes to ensure best chance of success um and she also shares a lot in terms of what she's experienced with her two kids um starting solids you know their different kind of attitudes to foods what they like what they don't like um and she gives some great ideas around um how we can incorporate family mealtimes into our weeks um just some like go-to dinners that her and her family love um and I guess it's just a, a really honest, fun chat. Dice shares some of her challenges around like the the mental load of motherhood, juggling work and motherhood, um, starting her own business. Um, but I was just so excited to, to chat with her because I feel like starting solids for me was so overwhelming. And now that we're definitely much further down the track and Louis pretty much eats what we eat, there's still days where I just find it really overwhelming in terms of you know, you serve him something that he's had many times before and just refuses it, like, what do you do in those situations? Like, I don't want him to go hungry, but I tell myself he can't be hungry if he's, you know, not wanting to eat it because he normally does. So we talk through a lot of that, and um, it's always just nice to know, I guess, that even people like Di, who are, this is their area of expertise, they face those same challenges with their kids. Um, No one's immune to it, so... Yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy this chat and find it super useful. I will tag Di's Instagram account in the show notes as well, so you can check her out, um, follow along. Um, Yeah, so I hope you enjoy. I'll let you get into this episode. I did just want to say that um, I will be taking some time off from Bump to Mum just over Christmas, New Year, holiday season to kind of reset, refresh. I think with something like this, you know, it's coming up a year that I've been running this podcast and I absolutely love it, Um, but I'm at a bit of a crossroads now around what do I do with the podcast? Do I continue on the same sort of tangent that I've been on this year, next year? Is there something more you want to see? Um, So I would really appreciate any feedback if you just want to send it through to me on my Instagram account. I think it's one of those things that I need some time to kind of reflect on what the year's been um, and do some planning for next year as well. So yeah, really appreciate your feedback because obviously at the end of the day, this is who you are, who I create this podcast for. Um, I also love having all the chats myself. So anything you want to see, anything you don't want to see, just yeah, I'd really appreciate that. Um, But on that note, I hope you guys all have a wonderful festive season. I hope you have some time off with your little ones and family and friends just to kind of live it up have a good summer 
and I will be back in your ears at some stage um, earlier, well, I don't actually know when, sometime in January or February next year um, with some new content and I'm just, yeah, excited to, to come back with fresh perspective, energy and, yeah, I feel like it's just that time of year now where it's time to start winding down and clocking out and I am so ready for that. So yeah, have a wonderful Christmas, New Year, stay safe, look after each other and I will chat to you soon. Hey Di, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself and your family. Hey Emma, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. I'm a big fan of yours, so thanks for having me. Love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit about me. So my name's Di. I live in Hawke's Bay uh, with my husband, Sam. And I'm a mum of two. Um, I've got two toddlers now, which is just blows my mind. Um, Maggie and Oscar. So Oscar, he's uh, just turned three, and uh, Maggie is uh, 18 months. So, yeah. Oh my goodness, busy, busy then. That's, yeah, yeah. you got two, like you say, two toddlers. And is that, so that's like an 18 month gap? Am I getting that right? Yes. Oh, it was, I think it was more like 18 and a half months, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty small gap. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that something, yeah. Had you wanted like your kids to be quite close in age, or is it just one of those things that life decided for you? I think life decided that for us. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't have had it any other way, like looking back now. Like I remember when I fell pregnant with Megan and I found out, I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> yeah. I was definitely very shocked and Sam was equally shocked. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think now it's all we know. So it's, mm. yeah. It is no, that's it is. super cool. And I love their names, such cute names. Um, I'm I'm always obsessed in people's names. You know, I've got that rolling name list on my phone. I'm like, right, yes. keep that one up my sleeve, maybe for who knows yeah, what will yeah. happen in the future. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. With the mum brain, you want to like keep notes and tabs of, of things that you do like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I um, don't trust myself to remember it, so I need to write that down. Um, <laughs> but why we're we talking today is I'm also a big fan of yours and your account Mama's Meals. Um, it's given me so much inspiration in terms of what the heck to make for Louis <laughs> in the last little while. So I would love for you to tell everyone a little bit about, I guess, your background and what inspired you to start Mama's Meals. Yeah, cool. Well, it's it's kind of a bit of a long story, to be honest. <laughs> Go into but it. This is I'll what we're here to... for. <laughs> yeah, are we? <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll try to not ramble too much and condense it down but I my background actually funnily enough is completely not in nutrition at all um started out uh studying law of all things when um like straight out of school and practiced that for a few years once I was qualified and just yeah wasn't my thing like just didn't really enjoy it um and so I kind of like made a move to doing some more work in comms and I started to really enjoy that um and then obviously once Sam and I were married and kind of we wanted to start a family we had Oscar and so I was working in communications at the time and went on mat leave and yeah just kind of doing a very typical you know mum on mat leave um mm. fumbling my way through those first few months and I guess by the time solids started for us, I was like, what the heck do I do here? Like, I genuinely had no idea. But when I was pregnant with Oscar, I had become really interested in nutrition, just simply mm. because I guess I started to look more at like what I was eating and it all kind of dawned on me, like, you know, the impact that, you know, we can have and mm. just around eating in general. So that's probably where yeah the sort of the passion first started um and then yeah skip forward to solids I guess at the time I just felt so overwhelmed when I started with Oscar had no idea what I was doing um I remember the plunket like leaflet that you get given mm. at that six month appointment <laughs> and just thought like surely this is not 
like it like surely there's other like resources for parents um and so there was kind of like that kind of basic sort of more outdated advice that i found and then also there were other resources at the time that i felt were really great and sort of aligned with me more but were sort of a little bit unrealistic like for the Mm. everyday kind of family so i think it was then that i started to be like oh there's definitely something missing here didn't really do anything about it um and then it was during a lockdown in 2021 i think like sort of late 2021 where mm. i must have just had a lot of time on my hands because <laughs> with I the toddler thought, as you do. <laughs> well yeah well actually i think he was like i think he was like nine or ten months oh yeah he was still a pretty little, little but, yeah but um Sam was home because like he didn't have much on work-wise at the time and I just was like oh I'm just gonna start like an Instagram page (laughs) who knows what I was thinking honestly I I had no idea and I didn't have a plan at all um so at the time and if there's anyone listening who remembers like who, who has been following me for a while um it actually started out the account as eating with Oscar so which goes to show like i had no idea like where it could go what i was doing i was just genuinely doing it for fun um yeah so on there i just was sharing um and like i think like most of my first posts if not all of my first posts are still there um it was just what i was feeding him and recipes that i was making for him and i was really sort of i guess i was keen to kind of show how like a nine month, ten month old baby could eat with the family, and that was sort of the direction that I felt like was kind of missing, probably um, at the time. And yeah, I think from there, I just sort of have been, I guess, relatively consistent with just like posting what you know we've been eating and recipes and stuff. And I back then there were no reels and there were no like stories. It was very mm. um, different back then um and i guess fast forward a little bit of time and um i went back to work and uh obviously fell pregnant with maggie and then from there i just you know was kind of like kept thinking like oh you know i really love this like i'd love to do something with this but had no background in it knew that i kind of one day would want to study nutrition especially baby nutrition but i just was like oh when am i going to do that like you know just that was kind of not our priority at the time um and so once sort of maggie was was born um this was yeah probably 18 months ago now um my husband had just been offered a job in hawks bay which was always part of our plan to move up here um and so obviously with my work i had intended to take mat leave for a year and go back and i just thought oh you know like with covid um we worked from home for so long you know one or two years that i just didn't think me going back to my role would be a big deal but actually um once i started having conversations with them when maggie was so little looking back she was probably like three or four months at the time they were like um oh you know we'd like you to come in you know every fortnight down to wellington um and you know for certain months of the year every week for a few days and i was just like i can't do that like that is just mm. it was just wild to to imagine myself with these two little humans trying to make that work mm. um yeah i think so kind of like at that time mama's meals was i'd changed the name by then because i knew that maggie was sort of um like you know she was about to be to be born so i was kind of like well i can't have eating with oscar <laughs> i've got to change their name <laughs> not what about make any <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um yeah from there i just i think that was the kind of push that i needed to be like really passionate about this um you know this is clearly what people are wanting and needing um so why don't you try to make something of it and mm. Yeah, so I obviously like resigned from my job um, and, you know, had no plan to return there or anywhere at that that stage. I think Maggie was around six months maybe at the time. And I just basically just was like, okay, I need to do this. So I signed myself up to um, study with O'Baby Holistic Nutrition School. And I went with them because they really aligned with 
sort of my values in nutrition and having a more holistic approach, especially with um, mothers and babies. So that was kind of the, yeah, this decision I made. And then from there, everything kind of just snowballed, (laughs) but also kind of fell into place, you know? So I started to kind of be like, well, you know, go back to the original idea that I had, like we need more um, resources in this space for parents starting solids that are, you know, simple to follow with sort of everyday kind of ingredients and, you know, create a guide around that and then some other resources. And then to also offer the um, the consults that I do because, yeah, I just felt like there's such a gap for that kind of support um, for families. Oh, I think it's story. so cool. Yeah, it's so cool because as well, like I know when I started solids with Louis, I had, like I spent, I would, I would spend so much time just trying to think about what to give him for that, you know, what was I going to feed him? And that just seemed so overwhelming. Like you kind of just get your head around breastfeeding and you get in a really good rhythm and then you're like, yes. shoot, now I've got to understand this whole new thing. And like whole I've never thing. had to feed a human before. Like what do I need to give him? How do I give it to him? When do I give it to him? All these questions and no one's there to say, mm. this is what you should be doing. Um, yes. You, you mentioned your approach to food and, you know, eating being more holistic can you kind of maybe describe what your approach to food is for the family yeah so I think my approach to food is like very sort of I guess it's more sort of whole food um Mm. and what I mean by that is just like food in its original form um you know is sort of the sort of first priority and just simple nutritious um that the whole family can enjoy so we're not all having to make like multiple meals um which yeah saves time and dishes and sanity so yeah it's just about eating as a family um yeah just foods that will make you feel good I guess yeah I love that and I think that's something that I've probably discovered during this whole experience with like Louis eating food is that like going back to basics and simple food is so young. Like, yes. like, why did we, you know, like we don't, it does not need to be fancy. Like simple food is actually so good. Like I think one of the kind of first proper meals we shared as a family was like a shepherd's pie and I hadn't had shepherd's pie in so long. Some and I was years. like, wow, yeah. this is epic. Like why did I stop eating this? <laughs> like ultimate was comfort so many food. Veggies, yeah. So comforting. It was just like, yeah delish um yeah love that what I would love to know is with your two kids now you've you've kind of gone through the starting solids experience twice with your own two um yeah how how have their journeys been have they been similar um or are they been quite different in terms of how they've approached food because I think that's something I'm always interested in is it's like do babies Mm. tend to follow a certain pattern or are they all quite different in terms of how they approach and learn to eat food? Yeah, I definitely think I definitely think they've had similarities, but also really different because um, they are quite different children in general. I find, but yeah, with Oscar, like I think a lot of the journey was that I mean. I didn't really know what I was doing. So I wasn't following any kind of Mm. anything at the time. And I was just, yeah, really fumbling my way through it. I think like some of his first foods were um, like just mashed kumara and mashed banana. And I honestly thought that you had to do one food at a time. (laughs) I didn't realize that you could combine from the start and like um, just – yeah, I just went so uh, – I was so cautious and I yeah. I wasn't confident at all. So I was very much on the puree side of things, um, which he wasn't super into, probably because they were so bland, for, for one, but yeah. also because um, – he's like, Mum, what are you feeding me? Um, but also because I just, I just think I was a little bit nervous. So once I kind of got my confidence, probably after like a month or two – um, I really noticed that he was he got more into it and 
he loved as soon as I started doing more finger foods he was really really into that which I think Mm -hmm. speaks to his personality because he's very independent and has to do things his way so that's yeah I think I was probably like holding him back a bit probably at the start Mm -hmm. so that was probably more um yeah just me getting my head around it and then for Maggie um initially I think just because she'd been around food from such a young age and we were always you know having family dinners and she was always on like my lap Sam's lap and so she was always just watching us eat so she was very keen by the time Mm. we started her um and she was from the get-go she was very into it so I think yeah she probably was sort of faster I guess to take to it than him than Oscar but um yeah and I was probably more adventurous with her I think as well because I had so much more knowledge by then um I was studying baby nutrition so I kind of was yeah just a little bit more adventurous with flavors and um yeah getting her to try sort of things like sauerkraut and things like that so yeah she definitely had a bit of a different start I think Oh, that's so interesting. And I so know what you mean with like thinking things had to be introduced individually. And I feel like maybe Instagram can be misleading sometimes because you see babies starting solids and it's like a spear of avocado and a finger of kumara. So you're like, oh, I've got to do it one at a time. But obviously that's just because if you're doing it as a finger food, how do you blend them together? Um, yes, but yeah. yeah, I think it's kind of, there's a lot of, I also found there's a lot of information out there and like, no, no, nothing bad against Plunkett, but like Plunkett said one thing, you find <laughs> things online, say something different, and then you're kind of sitting there being like, well, this isn't my expertise, so who who do I follow and what's the right thing to do? And obviously oh, the controversial 100%. like baby yeah. cereal, isn't it? Like you get yeah. kind of told oh, yes. that. I'm sure you <laughs> yeah. have an opinion on that. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's probably the same opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's what Plunkett had told me was one food at a time they had told me that so I was just like oh okay (laughs) no idea and you just take what you wait we only know what we know you know Mm. so it's like you just do your best with what you've got and so I think yeah I mean even I talked to my mum like about what she fed us as kids and it's just so different like and it's so Mm. different how it can all change so quickly within a couple of years as well the information that we have oh that's so true so Let's talk solids, introducing solids then. What are your kind of top tips for parents um, when they are kind of looking at starting solids with their little ones? Yeah, I think probably my top tip, like when you're first starting out, would be just to go with whatever approach you feel most comfortable with. Because I think that so often, um, you know, if one approach sort of you get a bit more anxious about and that's probably more like the baby led weaning finger food then you know you don't have to start with that approach you can do a mix of both if that's something that you'd prefer Um, and you can be flexible with that so if you're going in feeling confident then that's going to be one of the best ways that you can almost set up your baby because you being more relaxed at a meal time they're going to pick up on that so yeah just going with an approach that you feel comfortable with to begin with and then I guess probably like kind of back to what we said before just simplifying it and just finding your groove with it because it is overwhelming so you know just know that there's no perfect first food and you can start off with um just the most simple foods and it's all just about exploration so it's not so much about right it's not so much about what they eat at the very beginning but just that exposure to the different foods and Mm. yeah I think it's so hard because um you know there's a lot of pressure around nutrients and especially iron which is so 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 important um Mm. but it's it's so unachievable to get in that requirement every single day it's it's Mm. virtually impossible so um you know you have to just just do your best um and always offer up a source of iron I'd recommend with like every meal where you can and yeah just keep the food simple whole food and yeah just do what you feel comfortable with to begin with 
I think that's such nice advice. And I also found like, I think when I started as well, I kind of got like started doing all this food prep, making all this food and then being disappointed when he would have like a mouthful and then spit it out. <laughs> and then like that was it. And it felt so wasteful. So what would be some ways yeah. to like kind of avoid waste? Like if you're thinking like some easy ways to introduce food, like would it just be like making smaller portions or what's your kind of, have you got any hacks there in terms of like ensuring you're not wasting heaps of food as well? Yeah, I I hate food waste. It's it's really hard to watch, isn't it? In those first mm. few months when they're just like um, flinging the food to the walls and you're yeah. just like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Um, yeah. I think, yeah, smaller portions is definitely something, even, even for toddlers as well, like when you know you set up a plate or just like a high chair tray at the very very beginning um just i think it's less is more because mm. if you are overloading um you know them if you're putting it on their tray or in a plate it can be quite overwhelming for the for the baby so yeah i would say that in terms of food prep if you have the time and you're really organized and you've you know, you've got a few purees that you want to prep prior to your baby selling solids. That is amazing. But also because they're not going to be eating much in the first little while, maybe just don't put that pressure on yourself to make these large portions of things that might actually, you might just never get to in your freezer stash. They might just end mm. up at the bottom. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard one to balance, I think, is just, you know, roasting up, um, some vegetables and um you know just starting starting very slow if you're doing a puree you can always mix that with um like a fat sauce so i love using like coconut cream for purees and then cooking um some kind of meat and then that's like a really lovely balanced puree um you can use a bit of liquid um whether that's like breast milk or a little bit of bone broth if you need to thin it more the coconut cream is really great for thinning though as well and just like freeze that and don't make too much because you might forget that it's there and then just have some finger food options um you know I like to start with ones that you don't actually really need to cook <laughs> like avocado yeah. um or even just like a banana spare is really great too on the fruit note because I heard a lot of conflicting opinions about this when I started with Louie and I kind of just chose to in the end ignore them and just do what I thought was <laughs> right um, and what suited us. But some people say, like, you shouldn't introduce fruit too early because then they're going to get quite, like, a sweet palate or, like, crave mm. more sweet foods. So that you sh So you should do vegetables, like, first. And mm. what's your thoughts on that sort of – because then it's kind of saying, like, in my mind I was like, well, fruits, I don't know, fruit's fruit it's not bad it's mm. like I tried I was kind of like wanting to go with the mindset of like we're not doing this whole good and bad and sweets bad and not you know like so I was like I'm just yeah. gonna offer him everything because I also don't want it to be like this thing he holds on a pedestal that's like oh my god fruit and go crazy to be honest <laughs> he is crazy about fruit so maybe I have done it wrong but what is no, your no. <laughs> I think that um Oh, no, you haven't done it wrong at all. Like with fruit, I think everyone's going to have a different take on it. Um, but ultimately, I'm not someone who's ever sort of put vegetables before fruit for my kids. And I guess vegetables are great. We all know they're good for us. <laughs> like, mm. but so is fruit in, in so many ways too. Yes, it does have naturally occurring sugars obviously um but I think that yeah I I agree like my point of view is that we shouldn't put any foods on a pedestal mm -hmm. and especially around like um you know if you eat that then you can get that like that's something that we don't yeah. we don't say in our house because that's just causing yeah I guess kids to sort of it's a mentality that they don't really need to to have to distinguish between food is good or food is bad um, yeah so yeah I I think that fruit is fine for babies obviously everything in moderation and mm. you know when you're putting together like a plate 
you know, you want to be having like, you know, in order to ha- make a balanced plate, you want your protein, your carbohydrate, your fat. In an ideal world, that's not always going to happen every day, and that is okay. But fruit is also amazing, especially if it has vitamin C, like kiwi fruit. Um, you know, which helps to absorb iron. So I think fruit definitely has its place. Well, that's good to hear because I was like, wow, Louis is fruit crazy. I wonder if I like should have held off fruit at the start, but I mean, what's no. done is done, right? <laughs> yeah, and like I feel like all kids just love fruit. Like Maggie's oh, the same. She's obsessed with bananas, like obsessed. Oh. Um, and like we had to move Oscar. our fruit bowl because Louis yeah. would sit in a high chair and just point at the bananas, and I got so sick of it. <laughs> honestly I feel like we have to take out a new home loan for like the amount of berries that Oscar would eat it's just outrageous so we have to limit those as well it's just crazy yeah so on the note of worse things (laughs) exactly that's my thought as well um on the note of like ensuring a positive mindset and relationship with food I think that's you know something that's so important to a lot of parents is that you know, people, their children don't grow up thinking like, I don't know, like, like, like we mentioned, like putting food on a pedestal. Like, what are some ways to kind of demonstrate a really positive food relationship to your kids? What do you do with your your two? I think, um, I think it's, I think us parents like it's so hard because there's so many. We want to do right, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's so we're not always going to get everything right and that's okay. But when it does come to food, I think the way that we can kind of like foster a positive relationship for our children is just by showing them, you know, that we enjoy food too. And so Mm. whether that's like eating as a family, um, that's something that I think is really important for fostering that, you know, positive relationship with food. And then when they get a little bit older, and they have, you know, more in-depth sort of understanding. It's how we talk about food. Um, I guess it's kind of going back to probably what we were talking about before, like not labelling food as good or bad, but more like what it can do for us or, um, you know, it can make us strong or like the different colours of foods and what, what that can do. So it's it's kind of like, yeah, it's how we sort of, talk about food how we engage with food and getting them involved as well with the I mean it's quite stressful cooking and baking with toddlers let's be honest but but yeah just getting them involved with it and getting them to understand and respect it if that kind of makes sense and Mm. yeah I think that um yeah just make it something that's like enjoyable if that if that also makes sense. So just not, um, which is why I think it's it's so hard um, to, you know, always prioritise that time to sit down as a family. But, you know, if you can do that and sit down and talk and look at each other and connect, you know, that's, that's what we love to do as adults, right? Like mm. some of my favourite things to do with like my friends is just like, going out and having a meal or just like you know talking over a coffee or something so Mm. yeah just having that kind of relaxed enjoyable um sort of yeah approach to it I guess I think that's so nice and I've never thought of it in that way like I also love going out for a meal and like going out for a coffee with someone and catching up but I've never really thought like oh that's why like I I don't know why that's such a nice way to think about it though like I I heard so much about these like family meal times like how does that look Mm. for your family because uh, it's something I have struggled to do like put into practice at home because I'm like a I just don't really want to eat that like eat dinner that early like Louis eats dinner quite early and so we just never like me and Luke quite like sitting like getting Louis to bed and then actually sitting down and having dinner together so how how can we put something like that into practice if like dinner time doesn't work and what do you do as a family? Like, how do you kind of manage the the timing of it all? Yeah, I mean, eating at five pm 
<laughs> is not for everyone. And it's honestly so hard in day-to-day life, like modern society with parents working and all of that to make that work. So um, we we do eat as a family for dinner most of the time, not, not all the time. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think for for Sam and I, like it was a lot easier to eat together, um, especially when Maggie was a bit younger and was needing to go to bed a bit earlier. And then when Oscar um, would actually used to go to bed really late when he napped. Um, so for us, it was kind of like if we didn't eat at five as a family, then mm. Sam and I would be eating at like 8.30 at night and would be exhausted. Mm. <laughs> so there were a few reasons with why we kind of have always prioritised that sort of family dinner. Um, but I think where you can't say do that, there are always other opportunities in the day to do that, um, you know, whether it could be like breakfast or like um, even just like a Sunday dinner or like a Sunday lunch or an afternoon platter style if you've got like you know slightly older children that kind of thing um just finding out like a time that works for the family where you can maybe sit down and sometimes it's not always about sitting down all together maybe it's just like the mum or the dad um with the baby or the toddler so it kind of just depends on what you know works for everyone's different routines um Mm. But recently we have started eating breakfast together, not all the time, but like Mm. some of the time. And that was simply because if we didn't prioritise that, Sam and I would just like not eat and we would just live off coffee for the morning. So I think um, for families that maybe can't actually do dinners together, then breakfast can actually work I mean, it's a very hectic time of the day, especially with everyone getting everyone out the door. But, um, yeah, something to, to think about, maybe sort of working into a, a routine if that's possible too. Mm, I like that idea. Like it doesn't need to be dinner necessarily, like just make some time to have a meal with them, right? Like and sit and eat yeah. with them. And I mean, if you're going to just sit with them while they eat anyway, like you may as well be eating too. You know, like yeah, but you could just get have like you know a tiny bit of what they're eating if you're not mm. like eating, um, you know, like the full meal together, and just so that they feel, um, you know, like they've got company, and mm. then they see you enjoying the food, which will in turn, um, you know, studies have shown links between family meals and children, babies, toddlers, you know, trying more new foods because you know they've got someone there to really um kind of encourage them to be like oh you know mum's really enjoying that maybe I should give that a try yeah oh okay I'm gonna I'm gonna try that I'm gonna maybe try and like wriggle our schedules a little bit no not wriggle them but like yeah like you say just make find something that works I think is the key thing there um yeah You've got two toddlers now, and my next questions are around <laughs> toddler behaviours around food because this is something I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have asked questions about um, when I did yes. the question box. Like, let's just – because all of it, like, I feel like you go through this phase of, like, they'll literally just kind of eat anything you put in front of them when they're kind of – they've started solids, you've got them in a bit of a mood, like, bit of a mm. role, and they're enjoying it. And then you kind of hit this, like, after one, somewhere between, you know, those few months, and all of a sudden they start having a bit more of an opinion on what they've been served, what they like, what they don't like. Mm -hmm. Any advice here Unfortunately, welcome. (laughs) But, like, I guess, like, what do we do when they start refusing food, throwing food, you know, not wanting to eat anything you serve them? Like, how do you approach this with your clients and in your own family yeah it's such a tough one (laughs) I feel like this is also like the most common question I get asked as well um (laughs) so yeah we are not like no one is alone in this just yeah just to put it out there everyone Mm. I feel like goes through this at some point um yes how do I approach it in terms of like a I mean, it's very normal around sort of like 18 months or even earlier as well for babies and toddlers to become 
I guess, more cautious. Um, and so, yeah, as you said, they are asserting their independence. They're kind of like having more of an opinion about that, what they like and what they don't like. And that's all actually very developmentally normal. Okay. But what we can do as parents to kind of like manage it or cope <laughs> is, um, is, you know, you can, one of my top tips would be actually starting with less on the plate because okay. I find that, um, and I did this with Oscar, I can't remember how old, he has been through so many phases with eating as well. Um, but this was something I did with him where I just would start to uh, serve less. And I found that that did start to kind of work a little bit because he kind of went through this phase um, which most babies kind of go through at some stage where they just are growing at such a crazy level and then they just their appetite just decreases and also that's normal so I was kind of just serving him his food and I was like why is he just not like eating as much I just was like oh it's weird so after a while I was just like I'm just going to reduce the size because actually maybe he's just overwhelmed and that can actually be a really um key thing that they actually just are feeling overwhelmed so that would be one thing and it also reduces waste as well because you know sometimes it ends up just on the floor <laughs> so yep. they're really <laughs> they're really having a day and they're just like no way it just flicks on the floor oh my gosh your heart sinks but um yeah so less can be better and then I think it kind of depends on like age you know but sometimes as well family style meals can help and this is something that we do every now and again not all the time um to kind of depends on the meal that we're having but i often serve vegetables um like on just a on in sort of individual bowls in the middle of the table and mm. i find that i mean maggie's she's oh she's sort of starting to become actually a little bit more particular in the last week or so i've noticed but that's really helped with Oscar. Um, so now he can kind of like pick what he wants from those bowls, whether he wants, um, you know, whatever vegetables I've got on there. And because Sam and I are serving ourselves from there as well, he's kind of like, oh, I want to do the same. And so it encourages them, I think, to engage with the food rather than it just being presented to them on the plate. And mm -hmm. I kind of like, oh, they have no like autonomy over that or any sort of decision making, which is, really what they crave um at that kind of like you know two to two plus mark i'd say mm. those are sort of two two things um i don't know if that answered your question fully yeah another one is like what if they just flat like they just do not want to eat anything like they're just not eating yeah. anything you serve them for dinner and i and like i it tends to be dinner and i know that's because mm. it's the end the day and they're tired and they might actually yeah. just not be that hungry but yeah. like I think there's a part of you as a parent that you're like you can't like I don't want to put you to bed with an empty tummy but I know yeah, what do yeah. you do in those situations because I yeah it kind of kills me inside and I keep telling myself he would eat if he was hungry like he would eat if yeah, he was yeah. hungry but I still just am like I wish you'd just eat something before and like I get tempted to be like okay we'll just have a banana or like you know what <laughs> yeah bring out the banana <laughs> literally <laughs> banana, please. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I've been there too don't worry um yeah I think oh, it's it's so hard because it depends you know on the day uh, have they had like a really big day at day here did they not sleep mm. very well are they sort of a little bit under or you know, did they not have a very good day at daycare? You know, did they, did someone play with their favourite toy all day? And so they're just kind of like, just feeling pretty sort of grumpy and subdued anyway. So there's, you know, we've got to take into account that like these little people, like they go through their days and mm. sometimes we don't actually know what's going on for them if they, if they are in daycare. Um, so I find dinner is, as you said, like it's the one that parents always worry about the most. And it is totally fair enough and you know I can fall into that trap as well but what I prefer to do is to look at sort of what they eat over the entire day and so because yeah. dinner it's like it's a hard time anyway it's very busy it's everyone's tired everyone's just kind of like getting through that routine to get to bedtime and sometimes dinner there's so much pressure on it that I almost am like is that why it's worse for 
everyone. Um, so yeah, I prefer to look at kind of like the whole day, but where there is like a flat out refusal of dinner, and I have definitely been there with Oscar, <laughs> um, what I do is I just play it cool and I'll be like, it kind of depends on the age and the sort of level of communication, but like mm. sort of when he was doing this um, sort of run at two, two and a half mark, I'd sort of be like, you know, that's fine. You don't have to eat anything. Um, and I'll just leave your plate up on the bench if you want to have it later. And sometimes he would go back to it and he would say, oh, I want to have my dinner now. And I'd be like, cool, there it is. Do you want me to head it up or whatever? And then sometimes yeah. he wouldn't and it would break me <laughs> because I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I can't send him to bed hungry. But then at the same time, I'm like, but he can't be hungry, you know? I think it's really tricky when he would be testing my boundaries a lot and he would say things like, no, it's yucky. Um, I want toast instead or I want a banana. And I think it's such a tricky one to navigate that once you get to that stage because there is there is no right or wrong. And I think it really comes down to a personal choice and how you approach mm. that like as a parent. Um, whether you set that boundary or whether you say you know okay sure you know and so I think that um I I was always pretty firm to be like this is this is dinner tonight and you know we're not having toast and a banana for dinner and um, that's not mm. what I've made you tonight that's you know just kind of like saying that and sometimes it goes down fine and other days <clears throat> there'll be a meltdown that will um that will happen after so I think I guess the way I see it is that you've always got to look at everything in parenting like long term because mm. it's so easy to get caught up um, in the phase that you're in and I am guilty of that and have been guilty of that so often in my parenthood journey but just being like you know if if he can if he can kind of learn that I will just give him his toast or his banana and while there's nothing necessarily wrong with that I think then it sets an expectation that that's what he can ask for and that's what he'll get and mm. so I mean that's going to resonate with some people and it might not resonate with others and that's okay you know I think mm. it just comes down to what um yeah what you kind of how you want to approach that that meal refusal some nights when you know he would have a meltdown about it then I, I would just be like, well, you know, he must not be hungry, I guess, and he's not going to starve himself. So it would mm. just just be like, okay, then that was that. And it's so hard. It's so, so hard to, um, to see that happen. But one thing I always tried to do and still try to do to this day is always serve at least one food that I know he will eat. Um, and that's kind of like on the plate. So you know, that can be inviting for babies and toddlers to see a food that they like and are familiar with, especially if you're like trialing out a new meal or something. Yeah, and we always tend to trial meals at like new things at dinner time, don't we? Which is like always yes. like I'm sometimes I'm like, why do I do this? Am I setting myself up to fail? Like I literally said this to my husband Luke the other night. I'd made yeah. this like kind of like chicken curry for the first time for Louie and I was like you know, we're doing it at dinner time. And I actually said to Luke, I was like, look, we could just be setting ourselves up to fail here. I'm going to put some avocado on toast yeah. on the plate as well. Because I was like, if he just Great. absolutely turns his nose up at the curry, I know he's going to eat avocado on some yeah. like bread. And then at mm -hmm. least he's had dinner, even if he has one mouthful of the curry. But you know what? Yeah. He actually like loved it. And I was like, okay, wow. Like I need Go to look. Yeah. <laughs> giving him more exotic foods like curry he's keen like, and I got this because mm. his daycare were like to me oh we had um oh he loved lunch today we had green curry and I was like gosh Aww. like really and they're like yeah he had like two bowls and I was like oh like thinking I haven't given given Louis green curry at home so like yeah, let's yeah. give this a crack and it just goes to show like things I thought in my head he wouldn't like he actually mm. really really loved yeah that's so cool yeah it does go to show like we can make these assumptions and sometimes it will be a hit and sometimes it will be a miss like I was trying out this new recipe last night well I just didn't really have much in the pantry or fridge <laughs> and I was like oh I'll just give this a go 
Yeah. And oh my gosh, it, it actually worked out fine. But Oscar was like, not sure about it at all. It was like this um, maple, like with like passata sauce, and then I put like rice in it and like baked it. So I, tr- I was kind of like, I don't know, sort of meatballs with like a, it wasn't like a risotto. Anyway, it was it was yum. Like my husband loved it. I was like, this is pretty good. And Oscar was like, there's no way I'm trying that rice. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's fine. You've never seen this before. It's pretty random from me. So um, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah. on the plate were like meatballs. So he likes those. And um, I think I put like his favorite carrots on the plate. So, you know, that's an example of like, he's not eating everything, but there are options. And so, yeah, always having an option, I think is good. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I would love to know, you obviously you're running your own business now. You're a mum of two little ones. How do you kind of juggle that? And what does the week look like for you at the moment? Like are the kids at daycare at all or are you really just kind of working this all in as you can? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a big it's, um, <laughs> it's a good question. Um, it's yeah honestly it's quite a juggle it's very much um it's a bit all over the show at the at the moment but Oscar he goes to he goes to daycare three days a week and um Maggie's at home with me full time which is great like and I love and I love that like I wouldn't have that any other way but it does make it hard for sure it's definitely um yeah hard to fit it all in so I guess like on the weeks sorry on the days that I've got Oscar um at home with Maggie like I just fully commit to being a mum like I don't have Mm. any work on I set quite you know quite good boundaries I guess around like checking my emails and like just um that kind of thing like I try to just be really present with them because I find the more that I try to do on the days with both of them the kind of more frustrated I can feel about the situation, like being like, oh gosh, it's just so hard to like, you know, I can't do do what I need to do, but it's not them that's the problem at all. You know, it's, it's more like I need to just set that really clear boundary around like when I just do the work and like look at emails and respond to people and things like that. So I actually really enjoy those days because I have no pressure at all and I can just be with them and you know, we just do the very normal things like, you know, play dates, go to the park, um, little activities, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And then the days that Maggie's home and Oscar's at daycare, we um, just do, you know, the same old stuff really, to be honest. But yeah. during her nap time, that's when I'll do um, my consults and yeah. that's when I'll do work as well. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely like – it's definitely a juggle and yeah but for now like it, it definitely works it's probably not going to be sustainable for very long because I'm slowly kind of getting a little bit busier and mm. um like you know I there's so much I want to do but I just don't have the time at the moment but at the same time you know I really enjoy the fact that I can be at home with them too yeah it's just that classic oh. mum, you know, sort of dilemma oh. that we're all in. <laughs> it's so hard, eh? and I feel like this is one part of, like, parenting that you, no one can really ever prepare you for is, like, the mental load. And oh, it's even yeah. hard to describe, like, what is going – like, sometimes I just feel like I'm like, what am I – like, what am I even thinking about right now? And it's just, like, mundane. Like, there's just little things, but when you add them all up, it's just so much. And then, yeah, mm. throw in working and – running a business it's just like the brain just feels like it's kind of constantly going 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 and I I think it's something we all feel to some extent as well and I think at this time of year as well it just seems to be a little bit amplified Mm. like I don't know if you feel that as well and like your business is taking off so you want to kind of jump on that and not like you know let that slide on by it's such a Mm. there's just so many 
so many different ways that you can go and you're just like oh if I just had more time but there isn't more time yeah, I know it's it yeah it's always I feel like every mom like no matter what way we do it you know we always mm. feel that way and mm. there's like it's like the push-pull of motherhood you know and you're just constantly like yeah just thinking that it could be different if you did it differently but it's it's going to be hard no matter what way you do it and yeah. that's okay because it's it is supposed to be hard you know it's not easy um yeah especially in modern day society it's it's very difficult to to juggle at all um so yeah it's just kind of learning I guess to accept there's only so much you can do back in a day and that you know we're all human <laughs> and yeah. we just have to yeah setting boundaries is something that I've tried to implement a lot lately just to ensure that like you know I don't get burned burnt out like I have definitely felt that in the last couple of months I'm like oh man I'm getting really tired I'm getting quite overwhelmed like quite mm. overstimulated there are a million tabs open in my head mm. but really just coming back to being like is it all worth it you know at the end of the day um you know nothing nothing is more important than like your family and yourself and so just making sure that yeah you're kind of not getting to a point of complete overwhelm yeah and I really like what you said around like the days that you're got both the kids those those are your like that is what you're doing that day and my mum said something similar to me when I was um when Louis was a newborn and I would He'd go down and, you know, this is when there was no predictability about, like, how long he'd sleep for or when he would yeah. sleep. And he'd go for a sleep and I'd be like, right, I'm going to start this job. And then I'd get frustrated when he woke up mm. when I was, like, midway through or hadn't completed the job. And I was finding myself getting frustrated. And my mum just said to me, she was like, look, Emma, at the moment, the job is Louis. That is the job. Yeah. Anything else you complete is an added bonus. But don't go into the day being like, right, I need to get all these things done. Like, even if you do a part of one of those, like, that's amazing. Like, I think yeah. it's just like setting your expectations a bit lower in terms of what oh, you can yeah. achieve in a day. And 100%. it took me so long to get my head around that because you had, you know, when you don't have kids, you can just smash out so many things all in, all, you know, and just mm. go, 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 <laughs> which also probably not super sustainable, but. Yeah, you just have to learn to slow down a bit. I think, hey, I know, and it's it's so so hard to do that. But yeah, that is that is really good advice. Like, I think, yeah, like sometimes, like if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just have to be like, okay, like go back to the basics. Are they fed? Are they safe? Are they loved? Like, if you feel like mm. you're never doing enough in a day, no matter what you're doing, if you can achieve those things, like that's it you know that's you're doing a great job of that and it's hard enough as it is on top of all the other stuff that we've all got going on too um yeah it's it's very it's very hard to sort of not get overwhelmed but those are the sort of things that I always try to go back to if I'm getting into that space I think that's really really nice and for you is cooking like a way that you kind of unwind or now that it's become part of your job is it not necessarily something you do to unwind yeah it's a good question I think I've always loved baking like that mm. I definitely definitely that I I still find it quite relaxing it's different now the way that I cook because often I've got like this really noisy house <laughs> when I'm doing um when I'm doing a lot of my cooking so it's like it's a, that in itself is not very relaxing um yeah but but that's also just like the stage of life right and, and that's cool and um so I think I definitely do find I definitely do find it relaxing it's something that I really like to do it's something that I've always loved to do with Sam my husband and so mm. I think yeah like um it has been something that yeah I've always enjoyed and um I do I definitely do still enjoy it despite the fact now that like there's this kind of like added pressure to like always be coming out with like a new recipe and to like all that kind of thing it is it is definitely difficult sometimes I'm like if I'm not feeling it and if I'm not like in that kind of headspace I'll just be like I'm just not gonna do a recipe this week and that's okay you know like yeah. I would rather just not engage in creating content if I'm not feeling 
um, you know, inspired because, yeah. In a creative role, that's kind of what happens, right? Like this ebbs and flows, like there's times where you'll be like mm. pumping out probably like heaps of recipes and thinking like, oh my God, I've got this idea and this idea. And then there'll be times you're like, I've got nothing. Like I've the got brain nothing, is- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually went through that really recently. I was just like, we'd had like a really big few weeks, um, like personally, like well, socially and like just had lots of things on mm. and just um, – which was so much fun. And then I was just like, oh, I was like, I just can't, I just can't post right now. I just can't, I just can't do anything. I'm just going to do my stories and just like, you know, just do that. But like, I just went through, and through a complete, like, I guess like rut almost. I was just like, I can't do anything. And then, you know, you can reset and come back and yeah, it's, it definitely is ebbs and flows for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What would be, I guess, we're coming into like we what we are in the silly season I feel like it started early I was just saying to my sister the other day like if I get one more Black Friday Cyber Monday sale email I'm at like that was even making me overstimulated because I was like oh my god I'm missing out on the sales and I've got to do all my Christmas shopping now and it was just like what is happening to me (laughs) yeah I I Um, felt the same yeah but what would your kind of I guess something like we all love about Christmas is like the food and getting together with family. What is mm. ways that we can kind of, I guess, approach the, that kind of season with our kids and, you know, we want to enjoy food. We don't want them to be making themselves feeling sick on like, I don't know, <laughs> chocolates and desserts. Like, I don't Too know. What's, what's, yeah, exactly. I mean, we all do it as adults. So I don't know why we're yeah. trying to be like, no, the kids can't do it. But um, what's your sort of like, any advice around approaching the silly season? Yeah, I think it fully depends on like the, you know, age of your baby or toddler. Um, mm. So like, you know, for babies, say, and you're kind of in that really early stage of solids, um, I think what's really important is to just like, you know, it's, it's okay to just do solids every other day if you're at the very beginning and like not putting mm. pressure on yourself and that kind of thing. And um if you're kind of like at a slightly later stage of solids and say you're going to like a family lunch and you're not feeling like comfortable around like maybe what's being served and your baby having Mm. that, then that's okay. You know, advocate for your baby and just have your food there that you want to feed them. And, Mm. you know, that's okay. So do what works for you and what you feel comfortable with. On the other hand, if you want to give your baby a little bit of, what's at the Christmas table then you know that's okay too that's not going to um you know hinder hinder anything it's just like Mm. one meal um it's not going to hurt them at all obviously if they there are allergens and they haven't been introduced Mm. to allergens so obviously need to be aware of that kind of thing so that's something to probably consider um yeah and then I guess, yeah, for me and, like, our family, like, we we just approach sort of, like, silly season or just, like, social events pretty sort of casually, you know? Like, we wouldn't um, – I wouldn't, like, restrict, like, you know, we had a birthday party last weekend and Oscar's eating, like, three or four pieces of cake and I'm just, like, you know, that's cool. Like, all the toddlers are wanting to do that and, like, that's mm. great. And so I am quite sort of, like – I'm like an 80-20, you know, and I think that really applies for sort of silly season and just, yeah, just enjoying it. So, yeah, and it's fun having that kind of food with your family and and that's okay, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. And I think like what you say is like it's one meal. It's like or maybe like a handful of meals, like look at the bigger yeah. picture of what they're having and it is fun. Like we all look forward to it. I don't think, well, like why should they not look forward to it? and enjoy it mm. although I say that and we went strawberry picking on the weekend and Louis had so many strawberries <laughs> and he gave himself yeah. a bit of a fast tummy you could say oh, um, which obviously yeah. then I Luke and I had to pay for because we were the ones that had to sort that out he was happy yeah. as it didn't bother him at all but I was just like oh damn probably probably should have like maybe limited his strawberry intake a little bit <laughs> might have been a bit too much fruit <laughs> Oh, I've got dear. a parents been there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it happens, it happens. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, well, I have just loved chatting so much, Di. I think there's, there's so much more that we could chat about. And I know you've put out some amazing new products with your allergen charts. And so I know we didn't speak about it today, but if people are wanting to kind of get in touch with you for a consult or any of your services, is what's the best way to reach out to you? Is it Instagram or have you got a website? Yeah, it would be through um, through Instagram um, or I do have a website as well mamasmeals.co.nz and so yeah you can check out my products on there or book a consult or see what kind of services I have and yeah that would be the best way to reach out to me. Amazing well thank you so much for coming on and sharing I know it's a topic that so many people just have so many questions about that was very evident when I did the question boxes that there's a lot of people <laughs> you know trying to navigate the space so again just so grateful that there's People like you that have seen this and, uh, you know, trying to help all us parents out there navigate it. So, yeah, just a big thank you and enjoy the festive season with your little ones. Oh, thank you so much, Emma. Thanks for having me. Um, it's been really fun. And, yeah, you too. Looking forward to the silly season. <laughs>